Hey guys, Dean with the Two Party Podcast. I just wanted to share uh, one of the platforms we use uh, for our podcast. Uh, it's called Anchor. Uh, it is a free platform. They have creation tools that allow you to record, edit uh, your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Um, Anchor will distribute your podcast on all the major platforms, Spotify, Apple, uh, most, most all the platforms that you want to reach, you can, you can reach through Anchor. So I encourage you guys to go check it out. Um, again, it's free and it's called Anchor. Have a great day. Hey guys, it's Dean with the Two Party Podcast. I'm here with David Weiss. Um, I, 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 we, we had a little scheduling incident, uh, but I have been really trying to get David on here to feed you guys some, some great information. Um, this guy is gonna, gonna really kind of blow our mind with a, a little bit of the stuff he knows. So first off, I wanna give David an opportunity to first introduce himself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, David. Tell us a little bit about your background. Um, and just where you're from, how you got to where you are now, and we'll move on. All right, Dean, thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. Um, I'll kind of keep it, I was just a normal guy growing up. Uh, you know, I worked for, uh, for corporate America, and uh, every day um, I had a buddy of mine, Tim, and we would, in the lunchroom, we would be talking about some deceptions in the world. We were talking about how the Federal Reserve is, isn't federal, how it's right. a private bank, and and every day, more and more people started gathering around us, and, and we started digging in deeper and deeper into deceptions. And one day, we got an opportunity to do a podcast out of a New York City um, comedy club, actually. It was a studio they had there. And uh, we called it Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole, where we dug into um, the deceptions of the world. And yeah. uh, in the, we're doing, that was weekly. And then in the third year, people started sending me, hey, Dave, check out this flat earth stuff. And... Uh, I wouldn't watch a one minute video. <laughs> I blocked people from our social media for being yep. so stupid. Right. And, uh, and it was really pissing me off at one point. I'm just like, how are people so stupid? I mean, it's obvious. There's a million reasons we live on the ball. Boats over the curve, six and shadows, day and night, seasons. All of that proves the ball. So I thought. So <laughs> then one day I'm speaking with a fellow researcher, Sophia Smallstorm, about some crap that was going on in the news. And I, and I said, I'm just so amazed how much deception there is in this world. And she goes, oh, David, it's worse than that. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, I think the earth might be flat. Literally, I just got finished banning people from our Facebook. And, and I'm just like, are you kidding me? What the hell's wrong with you? And she goes, here, watch these videos. And she sent me over um, Mark Sargent's Clues and another video. Um, and I started watching that. And I was like, okay. That's interesting, but I'm just going to prove the ball. There's a million reasons. Right. All I just need one proof of the ball and I'm done. Right. And uh, six years later, here I am, host of the Flat Earth Podcast, interviewing with you. I'm on shows, <laughs> five, six, ten shows a week now. Um, I quit my job. I actually, I worked for Corporate America. Then I started my own company, uh, was doing <laughs> super well. And then this, I'm like, this is more important because right. I want you to wait until the end because we're going to go through all the objections that you can come up with, and then you're gonna throw your hands in the air and you're gonna say, why the lie? Why would they lie? Why would they lie? Right. You're gonna go, and we're gonna answer that at the end because it's better at the end, okay? okay? So let's just find out that there is a lie and then we right. can answer why there's a lie. 
So, so this is great. And, and I, you know, I'm really, I, I love that the audience gets to hear this because again, I've watched your videos. I've listened to some of your podcasts, just trying to, trying to book up to getting to where I know you as a guest, you know, and I, I doing my research and uh, I, I love every bit of it. And I have particularly, just like you just said, like you were blocking people on Facebook and stuff. I have particularly one friend and I'm going to say his name, Brad Kingston, and he's got a brother named Joe Kingston and, and they push, they have been pushing this stuff the flat earth theory for like, I don't even know, four or five years now. They, they've just been pumping social media with this and they, they'll do, do, do it on the sly. You know, it's not all the time, but then they'll throw one in there, throw one in there. And, and everybody, all of our friends growing up together, like, what the hell are you guys talking about? I think it was Mark Twain that's quoted as saying, uh, it's easier to deceive somebody. It's harder to convince them they've been deceived. Right. Uh, whoever said it, it's a great quote. And that, that is the truth. And we've been programmed that we live on a ball before we can talk, before we went to preschool, okay? Sesame Street is all globe programming. The, the Teletubbies, all of this stuff. Not that I had Teletubbies when I was a kid. Um, every schoolroom, kindergarten class has a globe in the front, right? Yeah, Rockefeller funded yeah, globe. Of course. And, uh, and nobody likes having their ball taken away. Yeah, and, and yet there, you know, at the end of the day, there's never been an alternative, has there? I mean, we've all just, it's a globe. It's just you, all we know. You know what's funny is people say, you're, you're a moron. We've known it for 500 years. The Greeks figured it out, okay? And, uh, and so uh, that's something that we've been programmed into. And let me, let me, let's jump in right with that one. The, the Greeks figured out a mathematician um, from Said named Aristophanes figured out with a well and sticks and shadows that, that um, the earth must be curved. And the way he did it was there was a well and on a certain day of the year, the sun was directly over that well. So if you put a stick straight up in the air, there would be no shadow. Right. And then he had a cohort 500 miles away. I don't know if they had cell phones or really, <laughs> you know, how, how he, he that, coordinated this. That was a long this. string in cans. And he put a stick up and it had a shadow, did some quick geometry, trigonometry, and bam, figured out the size of the earth within like 2%. Carl Sagan programmed us with this in the original Cosmos. And, uh, and that's a great story. But I can get on my table... I can put two sticks on my table. I can put a light directly over one of them. And then the other one will have a shadow. Right. So I can do some math and tell you the size of the sphere that my table is. But in fact, it's, it's a flat, flat. table. Right. So the sticks and shadows works well in the flat earth model. But Carl Sagan never told us that. Here's the other, the amazing part. Aristophanes, um, he's a mathematician back 500 years ago, figured out the size of the earth. Is he now a famous mathematician? Answer is... Absolutely. Most, he's, he's the most famous. He's amazing. Right. There was other mathematicians that came out of that area in the, in the years following and the generations after, and none of them ever mentioned Aristophanes. Nowhere. That's like writing a, a uh, history of the Chicago Bulls and leaving out Michael Jordan completely. Right. But the, so if you go and really do your research, the oldest book that you can find that has the story of Aristophanes in it is in the 1980s when it was inserted into the Rockefeller textbooks for schools. Huh. It's a made up story. It never happened. They were teaching flat earth in America up to the 1920s. Okay. And they've changed history since then. So how long have we been known, been sold at the right. globe? hundred years. Yeah. And, and, and again, you know, uh, I'm 44 years old. Uh, the only thing I remember in my classrooms was a globe. I, uh, you, they always had the flat map where the, where the earth was stretched out. You know, they peeled it yep. back like an orange. 
Um, those were those were what we always had. And and of course, as a kid, you do kind of like you're like, well, what if? you always have your imagination. You're like, what if? What if? But because we're educated to be taught that that's what it is, that's what we we always believe. Right. The the Peter Peterson the the Gleason's map, yes. which is the flat Earth map, which is the, if you don't know what it looks like, just look at the UN flag. Um, it it was the map you know of the world for a long time and then it was taken out of everything in the 1950s sometime in the 1950s uh where it was just removed from school books it was just they don't want people knowing about it because that's where we live now is that map perfect is that map perfect uh no but right. again the globe is far worse so what you know, is if we look what yeah. is what is the because this is always the one that comes up well what about pictures what do we, you know, all we see is pictures of, from space and you have the yeah. people that, that, you know, you have the people that are like, well, flat earth, this is how I can explain it. So what, what is the pictures? Why do we always get just the pictures, but nothing else? Yeah. So I love the words. So words have meaning in this yes, world and correct. NASA only uses the words pictures and images. Images. And they refer it's to always earth. images. Correct. They never say photograph. Yep. They also admit that all of the images of earth that they've given us are constructs are, are done in Photoshop are done with strips of data. Right. Okay. And they're wrapped around a ball in Photoshop and their paintings before they had Photoshop, they admit it. This is not a conspiracy theory. They're one of their visual artists named Robert Simmons uh, did a famous interview where he talked about the blue marble, which was the one that was on everyone's iPhone when it first came out. It's in every textbook, how he created this from data. And he, right. he was con command Z all the time. He was adding clouds. If you look at it, they're stepped and repeated clouds. All of the images, which are very few, that they propose to us as images of Earth are clearly and admittedly fake. That's one of the amazing things that, that the more I've, I've delved into this a little bit and, and given it some thought, the more I think about it is, and you made a very good point right there, um, with NASA being NASA and all their technology, why do we only have, I mean, dude, I know, I know teenagers that have three, 4,000 pictures on their phone. Why yeah. do we, why does the history of NASA and our space program only provide us dozens of photos? You know there's what I a, mean? There's a funny meme. Uh, I think it was Neil Armstrong <clears throat> picture of him. It says, went to the moon, took six photos. And then a picture of Kim Kardashian in the bathroom, went to the bathroom, took 57 photos. Right. And, right. and so again, the history that, that you're discussing, these, this guy's making models and paintings and, and doing this different imaging, almost like you do in Hollywood. Um, what, what, if, if NASA just, is just NASA, like you do in Hollywood. correct. If NASA so, is NASA and the Hubble telescope does what it does, we should have hundreds of millions in, in, of images since the space program began, but we don't. So, so there's, there's, there's uh, we're, we're get, let, we'll go into NASA a little bit here. So the, you know, the ball defenders will say, what about the Japanese Himawari 8 uh, satellite? This, this satellite's in a geosynchronous orbit. I forget how many, hugely far away from Earth. And right. it takes a new image of Earth every 10 or 15 minutes, okay? Well, some whistleblower in NASA uh, linked us a link to their private FTP server where they have all of the images that they're using for the Himawari 8 satellite. Basically, it was the, um, the blue marble flat map wrapped on a globe, superimposed with current radar data. They just took radar data and right. wrapped it on. And 
all the images were there and we could see the dates and the times and everything and, and them making them. So the, you know, and we have videos showing the server, showing, showing everything. So even the globe trolls, globe shills that are out there trying to gatekeep people, they don't even use that anymore because it's <laughs> totally been debunked. So here's the thing, the point I want to make. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm choking to death. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's no need to die on me. There's no need to die on me. We have to get the evidence before you die. <laughs> They're getting me. They made me choke. Um, so where was I going with that? Um, NASA. NASA is, a, is, is very is dear to people's hearts because it, it links us to Star Wars and right. Star Trek and yeah. all of that. It's earliest and, memories of space. Right, and Elon Musk and, and everything. If you caught NASA faking something once, is that enough to discount everything they do? Right. It really That's is. That's a good question. Yeah. Right. So people say, you know, what about the International Space Station? We have, I would say hundreds, but it's probably thousands now yeah. of videos of catching them hanging from wires and harnesses in, in, in fading in and fading out of scenes, showing that they're not even where they are, that the two astronauts talking aren't even in the same room, passing hands through people's faces right. and stuff. All you need is one of those. And then the other thing is when we see them doing spacewalks, do you know that there's a where they do their training, it's called the Inter, now I'm spacing on the name. It's called the um, National Buoyancy Lab. It's a gigantic swimming pool with a replica of the space station in it. And they go in there and they, you know, they swim. When you watch these spacewalks, you always catch little bubbles. Sometimes you see a little bubble escaping from like an, you know, right. underneath a fold or something. But sometimes the bubble will go sideways. And that's because they're filming sideways. You can film yeah. any way you want in the water. Mm -hmm. So they fake everything. So they're faking the space station. You got to unwind that all the way to they're faking everything. Here's where we stand and we can pretty much prove it if you just take the time. Nobody's ever been to space because space is not as described. And all of those rockets that we see go up, nobody is ever on them, including the Challenger. That, and that's interesting. Um, and I've heard that before as well. And then, and then I go back to like, well, I've flown on a plane, you know, like I've seen the earth from above mm -hmm. and I've seen in the plane, the, the clouds above, um, you know, what, how do we break that down? How do we break down like what we can see with our own eyes or, or are we deceived by atmosphere? You're deceived by everything, mostly your mind programming. So first, Neil deGrasse Tyson, the high priestess of scientism, high priest of scientism, he says that at 130,000 feet where Felix Baumgarten jumped out of his red bull, you cannot see the curvature, okay? Yeah. He says you cannot see the curvature, but people go on airplanes and think they saw the curvature. Right. People on the, that flew on the Concorde, which is out of service now, think they saw the curvature, okay? They didn't. There's several things. One, you're looking through a curved window, so there's, it curves the edges concave. a little bit. Yeah, it's but the, the other thing is the way our eyes work, perspective brings everything together. You know, mm -hmm. 20 miles, clouds above my head, 20 miles away are touching the horizon. Right. Okay. That's perspective. Okay. And, and so 
we can only see to that point of convergence and on di different atmospheric, different days, different elevations, you can see a certain distance, but whatever distance you can see wherever you are, it's the same in all directions. So I'm looking at 12 o'clock straight ahead. Let's say I can see 50 miles, just for a number. It could be five miles, right. it could be f 500 miles, doesn't matter. If I could see 50 miles, at one o'clock, I can see 50 miles, two, three, four, five, six, put a mark at all of those convergence points. I'm gonna draw a circle around myself, like I'm holding a hula hoop over my head at eye level. Right. And that horizon is that curved horizon. And then our programming says sphere. I took a picture of my round dining room table where the lighting was just right. And I told everyone, I took out the background and everything. And I told everyone I had this big wooden ball and it looked like a big wooden ball until I told them right. it was a dining room table. And then they're like, oh, it's flat. Yeah. So, and that's, and it's funny, I see those pictures, I see pictures on the internet all the time on social media where, where um, they'll post something. Uh, the, I think the latest one I saw was the one, there's a car with rust on the bottom and it looks like you're sitting on a beach in the ocean. And you, and once you, once they tell you, once you read it, you read the meme and you get to the bottom of it and it tells you, well, this isn't your, your peaceful scene on the beach. This is just a car door. And all of a sudden you can see the car door versus right. so, before you were just looking at a nice, beautiful sunset on a beach. Again, you know, people say, what about the other planets? They're all round. And the thing is- the Hey, only... I've never been to another planet. <laughs> right. The only, the only thing, the only images of planets that right. we have, and by the way, we can, we can photograph Mark, Mars, and Ju we can photograph all the other planets, except we can't photograph Earth, okay? Right. That, that makes absolutely no sense. Um, but so I, say, so I say to people, you know, look up at the lights in your ceiling and tell me what shape the floor is. And that's a ridiculous argument. Um, look at the, the balls on a pool table and tell me what shape the table is, right? Mm -hmm. So what's above us has nothing to do with what's below us. So looking up at the sky to say, well, the moon sure does look round. Therefore, the earth is round. That's why they fake the moon landings um, is because they wanted us to believe we could live. Yeah. Live on a ball. You know, the, um, I'm showing an image. If anyone yeah. Googles um, photo of Pluto, um, this is the, sh the shot they gave of Pluto. And if you look, it has an outline of Pluto the dog from Disney on it. <laughs> and Pluto the dog from Disney was created the same year as they discovered the planet Pluto. When in fact, you know, the planets that we see are just, um, they're just, lights in the sky you know right. they're, they're light they're lights in the sky and you know our optics have outgrown their lives we can now with like a nikon p900 or p1000 camera can zoom in on these so-called planets which used to be called wandering stars until nasa came around right and we could see that they're pulsing orbs of intelligent energy with colors and patterns and geometric uh, you know, secret geometry shapes and um so what are they? Here, here's where we can, we can go anywhere you want with this, but anything where we can't go, like the outskirts of Ant Antarctica or above the height of an airplane is pure speculation. The only true thing we can say about the things that we see in the sky is they're lights. Right. Because if they weren't, they weren't lit, we wouldn't see them. That's all we can say. We can't say how big they are, how far they are. Oh, you can't say that because that's all speculation. Like the, the sun is, how far away is the sun in uh, the heliocentric model, you know? Uh, off, off the top of my head, I do yeah. not. No, no, what's funny is the people that defend, I'm not, not, not calling you at it all, and yeah. I, was, I was like everybody else, the people that defend the globe have no idea the ridiculous model that the globe is. Right. Um, the sun is supposedly 93 million miles away, okay? 
the way they figured that out was, is one day there, the Venus was going to transit the sun. This happened uh, in the 90s, I think, or maybe, maybe even more recent than that. And people on the East Coast and people on the West Coast would see it start and transit at different times, right? So they did some, some you know, calculus and geometry and, uh, you know, some, some intense math, and they figured out how far it is because Venus is about the same size as Earth. And, the, you know, it, it started a minute and a half later in California than it did in whatever. The problem with that equation is all the math is absolutely right. But it started with an assumption that Venus is the same size as Earth. Okay. Right. Venus could be the size of a basketball. Okay. It could be. Mm -hmm. We don't know what it is. Yeah. So, I, so all of that is just garbage. It's right. all garbage. And then, you know, I, I mean, I've looked through telescopes. I mean, I, I think most kids growing up or even as an adult, you know, uh, there's always some kind of crazy event in space. We got to go run out and grab a telescope. And, you know, I remember as a kid growing up and, and Halley's Comet, when Halley's Comet first w went by when I was younger. Um, and I remember I was in Oregon. I was in Eugene, Oregon. And there, there was a lot of different planetarium places up there where people were watching it. And we lived at the base of a hill right there in Springfield. And we all went up to the top of the hill. There's a big water tower. And there was a big place where everybody gathered where we could see Halley's Comet fly by. What did it look like? Did you um, see a tail on it? It was a giant light. It, it, just, it was just kind of like, you know, a, a light with a, yeah, with a little tail. You, you barely kind of see it. And even through a telescope, there was a guy up there that had this super high-powered telescope. He was like one of the top scientists in Oregon, you know. And, and, and he had, everybody was kind of taking a turn, standing in line, kind of looking through his telescope. And... I looked through the telescope. I, I saw a light and a, a little tail, and I didn't see it. it didn't, wasn't, to me, it wasn't, didn't stand out as like this big, amazing ball of fire just shooting through the sky. Right. It, it was just basically a light with, with a stream of light, almost like you would see a reflection off of something in the morning, like in morning dew or something. You know? Somebody's taken uh, uh, some pictures of that and compared it to viewing a light shining down in water in a dark pool. Like I, yeah, kind of like I said, yeah. like morning dew, kind of a stream of light coming off it, almost yeah. like you took a hit of acid or something crazy, right. you know? You know, and, and this whole tail thing, the sun is moving at a half a million miles per hour. We're chasing the sun at a half a million miles per right. hour, according to the heliocentric model. How come it doesn't have a tail? You know, right. with, the, with the movements of our solar system, the stars should not be the same night to night, one after one day but they're the same decade after decade. As far as everyone can know, you go out on any night and a year yeah. later, go out at the same time, the same night, the stars are in the exact Yeah, every time I pull a telescope place. out and I, and I look up in the sky, we're all, you know, you always pin, everybody has a, their one star they pinpoint by, whether it's Orion's belt or whatever it may be. Everybody's got a star that they kind of guide themselves by, whether it be for navigation or whatever. And, and you're right. It's interesting that the stars never change. Uh, we, even when we have season changes, that we're supposed to be changing seasons and, and a different tilt of the axis, we're still seeing the same stars. Here, here, let's talk about seasons for a second. That's one of my favorite topics. So we're taught that we have the ball and because it's tilted away, Shifting. the north, right. the top half is the north, it's tilted away, that stretches out the, sun, the sunlight. So it's less intense. Great, that makes sense, okay? Kind of. And, well, <laughs> it, it does. The problem yeah. is that you can't, uh, a ball can tilt in any direction. So the spinning of the earth creates, when the sun first shows up on the horizon, that's, that's equivalent to a ball not tilted at 34 degrees, tilted at 90 degrees, okay? Right. So the spinning of the earth in the morning, the sun is at the most severe angle. 
But on June 21st in the Northern Hemisphere, which is the summer solstice, when that sun shows up on the horizon, if you look at it and close your eyes, you can feel that heat beating on your face. And that's at like an 89 degree angle, okay? Right. Okay. And then just, it'll just get warmer and warmer as the day goes on. Then wait six months later on December 21st. You can wait until solar noon on the December 21st. Now, the sun isn't as high as it gets in the summer, but I'm not comparing it to that. I'm comparing it to the sun at sunrise on June 21st when you can feel that heat. At the height of the day on, on December 21st, when the sun is high in the sky, you can look at the sun and you barely feel the heat on your face. That is a more direct angle by magnitudes. And the reason that you don't feel the heat the same is because of distance, not because of the angle. And the other thing is in the helio nonsensical model that, that we all were sold, um, the sun is farther from us in our summer and closer to us in our winter, which, which is ridiculous. Right, which is why, you know, why is the snow not melting that's coming down in the, from the sky and everything yeah. else, yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's really interesting because again, I've, I've looked at and researched a lot of this stuff, not as deep as you, obviously, I have not dove into the, the, the physics of it, the science of it, the math of it. Um, but, but I love hearing the different, you know, the different takes on, on things. And even like, uh, like the questions I'm asking, just the common sense, like what anyone's going to go to photos, airplanes, you know, the simple stuff. Um, right. but, but again, you have answers for that and it all makes sense. Um, you know, in comparison to what we know, what, what you're saying isn't something that could be ruled out as nonsense. It makes sense. So, so they throw numbers at us. They throw um, all sorts of, uh, all sorts of, of different um, just equations at us, stuff that people just don't understand. And um, I'm trying to adjust my air conditioning here. Oh, you're good. And, and um, so let, let's talk about the heliocentric model. So the sun is one of those big yoga balls. Okay? Right. You can yep. barely, you can't the get big giant, Yeah, the big giant exercise and ball. The, and the earth is a BB next to that. Okay. Okay. So imagine you're standing on the top of that BB and um, um, the ball, the, the <clears throat> sun ball is a millimeter over your head. Okay. <clears throat> it's a, mi you know, a mile over your head. Yep. So the, the, the size of the sun is a mile over your head. If you look up, you're gonna, the sun's going to fill your entire sky, right? horizon to horizon, it's going to fill the entire yeah. sky and more because it's just massively bigger than the earth. Now we're going to move it 93 million miles away. That's where the sun supposedly is. And it goes from everything and it becomes the size of a dime held at arm's length. Okay. So it reduced from the, so the entire sky to the size of a dime held at arm's length. If I doubled that distance, it's got to keep getting smaller. Would you be able to see it? I'll make it easier. If I eight times the distance, could you see it? Any logical, rational mind would say, well, it went from the entire sky to the size of a dime. And now I'm going to make it eight times farther. Of course I couldn't see it. The angular size would be too small. Your eye can't resolve it, even a double the distance. But eight times the distance is a light hour. Right. Okay. So they're telling us that we're seeing other stars, some bigger, some the same size as our sun, that are light years away. The closest star, they say, is over four light years away. I just described the light hour. Right. Okay. This is, these, this is 
fantastical nonsense, but they make it so confusing that people just give up and believe authority. Yeah. You know? Well, you look at the numbers, you know, people tell you, look at the numbers. Well, unfortunately, the numbers that you have to look at to, to even try to calculate this stuff, you have to be a mathematician to figure out because you're talking hundreds of millions and trillions and zillions, you know, and it's like, that's what they teach you in, the, in your science books in school. And it's like, it, it's not fathomable. So of course, like you said, you're going to just dismiss it and be like, I believe it. Okay. That's what the, that must be right. Dean, they tell us stuff and we have to believe it because somebody figured it out. No one figured it out. It's all just made up nonsense. How about, think about this. People don't even understand what a trillion is. Right. How long is one trillion seconds? Just take a guess. If you get it within a hundred years, I'll pay you a hundred dollars. Yeah. I was going to say like, man, the calculation would just go on and on in my head, really, to be honest yeah. with you. It's uh, 31,000 years. Yeah, and I, and I think, wasn't even close. Yeah, think about that. One trillion seconds is 31,000 years. Some, something that we, that we couldn't even fathom because we haven't even been in existence that long. I don't a, even- Allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, well, the, I yeah. don't think the earth is- That's a whole nother story. That, that, <laughs> the rabbit hole is so deep here. And, and by the way, we don't know everything. Right. We just know for a fact that we can see too far, that you, know, you can't break the second law of thermodynamics by having a, a vacuum next to high pressure. We can, we can prove that we're not on a globe. All measurements show that, there, there, that it's flat. We've done uh, laser experiments across frozen lakes, microwave experiments. We've done, there's so much we've done and all of it proves the earth is flat. There's famous experiments uh, that were been done in over history to prove the earth is spinning and they all proved it's not spinning. Right. Okay. But they leave those out of school. So what is it? I, I want to get back to the spinning part because I've heard you speak on that and it's very, it's very impactful the way you explain the spinning part. However, for the audience sake, what, so what do we, what are we looking at? Like what, when we think of the earth then being flat and we start to believe that, what are we actually looking at between ground, atmosphere, sky? What are we actually supposed to be seeing according to what you're explaining? What are we supposed to be seeing? So does that make sense or am I not explaining it good enough? I, I think I can answer the question. So basically if I stood back to look at what we consider earth now, what, what does it, what does what you're explaining look like compared to what we've been taught? So, so if you could, the problem is like, imagine you're in a room that is uh, a mile wide with 10 foot high ceilings. Right. Okay. How, could you take a picture of that whole room? No. You couldn't, right. So, so we're, we're, in, um, we're in a situation like this. So the earth is a flat plane with a, with a domed ceiling. Now, again, w this is above our heads and out of our reach. So we can't confirm any of this, right. but all experiments will will show that you know the earth is a just think of it like a big lake imagine a lake in kansas mm -hmm. that is uh 10 miles wide whatever 20 100 miles wide doesn't matter and there's a whole bunch of islands all around it those are all the continents and in the center is a magnetic pole that's the north pole it's actually a magnetic source we'll just imagine a pole right. and you break out your compass it's going to point towards the center okay now you want to go west West is 270 degrees, but guess what? As you go, you have to keep taking a right-hand turn to keep that compass pointed towards the center. And as you keep going 270 degrees, you're gonna make a circle around that lake and you've circumnavigated the lake, okay? Right. Um, if you, uh, I'm gonna share my screen while I tell, it, tell us. You can go west, you can circumnavigate, 
Um, and then you can get back to where you, where you started from. So what you can't do is go south. South is every direction away from the center. Right. Okay. So I, I, I'm showing on this, uh, on this app here, the Flat yeah. Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm looking at it, and, and what you're explaining is exactly right. Anywhere you would go would be south from center. Yeah, any place you go from south to center. So billions of people have gone from California, you know, out to around to Japan and then around to, you know, China and through Africa and come all the way back to where they were and they never changed lines. But they're going in a, they're going in a circle. And that's the same on a ball earth too. Um, it, do, it doesn't prove the earth is flat because you can circumnavigate both. The east and west are circles. That's just how right. a compass works. People don't realize that. Now, I can also go from, you know, America north over the center. And then as soon as I pass the center, even though I'm going straight, I'm going south because I've passed the north. Right. Nobody has ever gone south. And, and then um, no one's ever gone south and then come back up the other side. Ever. Right. Right. You know, the, if you, people say, wait a minute, yeah. I, what about Colin O'Brady? Yeah, that we hear across. about the guys that go across the ocean around yeah. the world. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they literally go from like America down to South America. They go out into Antarctica and then they turn around and they come back and then they go all the way up to the north and then they go back and they call that circumnavigation. I mean, you can, this isn't us speculating. This is plotting their trip on a flat earth. They did not go from Santiago and show up in Australia or, or New Zealand. Right. No one's ever done that. Yeah. You know, if you want to fly from Santiago to, um, to Australia, you have to go all the way up to the Northern Hemisphere and it's this big U on the, on the globe. And it's like, why did you just cut across Antarctica or stay at the same Southern latitude? But if you look at it on a flat earth map, it's a straight line, right? A big straight line. So, you know, flight paths make no sense on a flat earth. And so if I'm on a globe earth, sorry. Yeah. And and so if I'm supposed to go, if I'm just going to say, okay, I'm going to go around the globe, I'm going to set a record. I want to go from Australia all the way around, which was going to, which is going to cut me through Africa and part of the United States in the, in looking at your picture here. So I want to go directly straight across. I'm going to cut through the North pole. I'm going to go straight through Africa, head down to the 12 from 12 to 12, basically. Right. You're, so you're saying from 12 to 12, I'm not going to come back around and end up, you know, if I keep going through Africa, I'm not going to end up back in Australia is what you're saying. Um, the, the route will not take me that way. I will just basically be going in that circle to get to those two places. Right. When you point, this is, this is difficult. When you right. point west, you're pointing south. Right. That sounds crazy. Now, somebody's five feet from me. Yeah, they're west of me. Right. But if somebody's 500 miles of me, they're kind of Southwest. If somebody's a thousand miles from me, they're South Southwest. If somebody's 2000 miles from me, they're dead South where I'm pointing. Right. And almost dead South because any straight line will land you in Antarctica. Antarctica is the shoreline around this lake. So we're back to the lake in Kansas. You yeah. circumnavigated all the islands. Now you're going to go away from the center. You're going South and you get to the edge of the lake. You're not going to fall off the lake, not floating in space. It's, surrounded by land and that's the highest land on earth antarctica is the highest land on earth right so you get there there's a ice cliff you know 200 feet high that's the ice wall it's not like the game of thrones right and then there's an ice you know tundra that goes for hundreds of miles and then there's a mountain range that's higher than everest they don't teach mm-hmm. you that in school either okay right. 
What's out there? This is the funny part. Not, not, the, not the funny part. In 1957 or 59 or whatever there, end of the 50s, they, they, all the nations in the world, Russia, everyone, they all got together and said, we have to protect the penguins and the ice because right. environmentalism, which didn't even exist back then, yep. right? that treaty is still in place. Nobody, no corporation, nobody can, go, can independently explore Antarctica and you can't even question the treaty until 2043. Okay? And, that's, and it's crazy you mentioned that as well, because then I, I look back a few years ago, there was that big announcement where all of China, United States, and all different, these different countries are all working in teams, research teams, to go down the south, uh, to, the, to the south and explore the pole and, and explore areas that, that we've not in decades been able to do, which yeah. is interesting what you're discussing. So, so, so again, people say, well, why don't you just, you know, get some money and go, what are they going to stop you? They can't guard at all. Well, even if they let you, um, people have been stopped. People have been arrested. Boats have been sunk. Um, you can't, even if you could take fuel, you're not allowed to take any fuel beyond the 60th South parallel, 60th South latitude. And even if they let you, it's dark, it's cold. There's no place to refuel. And you're not going to make it anywhere, you know, right. even, if they, even if they allowed you. Here, and then here's the other thing. All of the nations are holding tight to this treaty through all of the wars, the Cold War, all, all of this nonsense, right? But we can deforest the old growth forest and plant right. palm oil trees, okay? Mm -hmm. Wake but, up, people. Yeah. This is, they're hiding the true concept of our world. So what, how far would, I mean, if, let's just for the sake of, of, of conversation if you reach this ice you had fuel you could you could go as far as let's just say for the sake of the conversation you could go as far as your fuel could take you and you had all the fuel you needed what what are you what would we see would it just be continuous tundra i mean is that what we're kind of imagining it would be um you know what again there are there's mountain a huge mountain range that's been uh, you know has been shown on documentaries uh um, you know, Admiral Byrd in the 50s said there's a lands, untouched lands by humans bigger than the United States. I think there's way, even way more than that. Um, compasses don't work down there and right. GPS doesn't work down there and it's dark. Right. What are you going to do? Yeah. Where are you going? I'm just like, you know, because it's like, okay, well, that, what would it be? And I mean, it's like you said, you get down there, it's called dark, it's cold. Uh, maybe... Who knows? Maybe it may, is it just a tundra that goes on forever and it just gets colder and colder or whatever? Or I, I personally think, and again, as I said before, anything beyond our reach is speculation, um, that there is a dome over us that keeps our, us in our pressurized system. Right. I believe that space is better described as ocean. It's waters. You know, if you think about NASA, everything they talk about in space is done in nautical terms. Right. Um, you know, if you zoom in on these stars, they look like they're underwater. They look like lights underwater. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and again, you know, in the Bible, I'm, again, I'm not a Bible person. If anyone brought out the Bible, I would discount everything they said years ago. But the Bible in Genesis says uh, God separated the waters from the waters and created a firmament. And Werner von Braun, the head of NASA, the Nazi scientist that was brought over to head NASA, on his gravestone, he had Psalms 19.1, which is, um, the, the phrase, the, the passage where it says God put a firmament over the earth when he right. created earth. Why would the NASA rocket scientist put that on his gravestone? Right. It's his like deathbed confession. <laughs> he's given up, given a little bit, but he's going to his grave with it. Yeah. So, so what is, you know, where, where do you go from there? I mean, at this point it's, it's where do you, then we start getting into the question you originally spoke about is, is why? 
Yeah. Then we start getting into the whys, you know, and not so much, you know, why are they doing this to, to, to I guess, deceive us, but why even bother? Why not let everybody try to, I guess, for lack of a better term, be a citizen scientist and figure it out? So they want us, they want to control us. They want us not to challenge their, who are they, right? Yeah. Who are they? Uh, well, a prime example is they want to control us. Uh, just that statement alone reminds me of we're in a pandemic where everything is controlled. Yeah. So here's the thing. If you can convince somebody that they're on a random speck in an infinite vacuum, they have no meaning. They're just a random chance because lightning struck one day. First, it's the heliocentric model. Nothing exploded, created everything, and then it coalesced into rocky planets and gassy balls. Right. Gassy balls so big they can hold on to the rocky planets with their gravity. It makes no sense, right? And, and then lightning struck, created an amoeba, which is an incredibly complicated mechanism, right. organism, which grew legs and became a fish, and then it climbed out of the water, found another mutant fish, had sex, it had a monkey, and the monkey had a retarded and baby, and it was a human, right? <laughs> so this is what you have to believe. It, it's utter nonsense. And so if you can believe all of that, you've given away your God-given senses. You've right. given away um, your, your ability to think. You've, you've given it to others that say that they, they are better than you. They know they're here to control you. Government, govern is con control, and meant is the mind. Government right. is controlling your mind. So if you, if you believe that, you can be convinced of anything. Mm -hmm. You could be convinced that a crazy virus is flying through the air and it's going to attack you and kill you when, when in fact, I can guarantee but not, you- But not at Walmart. And, yeah, not at Walmart not, or when you're sitting. Or except, at a gas station when you're fueling your car. Yeah, yeah. So uh, again, if they're, without getting into the whole CV thing, right. uh, that- if, uh, if there wasn't the mainstream media, would anyone know there's a pandemic? And, and what's the definition of a pandemic? A pandemic is, you know, used to be, before Obama changed it, a disease that spreads worldwide and kills masses of people, right? right? Now it's just a disease that spreads worldwide. Yeah. That's a whole nother show. Glad to come back and talk about that. <laughs> hey, but, I got to get so, you back on later so, for sure. So why, why, why this? Why this lie? Yep. Because if you knew what you really were, where you really were, why you're here. Well, why, that's a bigger question. Um, and you knew the power that you had, that, that the, the elite, for lack of a better word, cannot take away your God-given rights. You have, it's called natural law, right? right? No one is allowed to take it from you unless they, you, you willingly give it to them. So you're, you, okay, you believe that you live on the spinning ball that I just described. Even though we've shown you, given you an opportunity to see that everything NASA does is fake. We've showed you that it's fake. We've done right. it so bad that if you can't see it, that's on you. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so, so now they've diluted creation. They've diluted it. They poured it into empty space. So you believe that. And then they tell you stories about dinosaurs and asteroids. So now we're afraid that an asteroid is going to wipe us out at any moment. There's always a new uh, comic <laughs> There's always a new by. one almost hitting us every year. Yeah, there's one that a couple times a year. Yeah, there's one that looks like a jack-o'-lantern that's, that's always the, around this The last time. one was the size of a refrigerator that almost hit us a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you're afraid of that. You're afraid of terrorists. You're afraid of global warming. You're afraid of all of this stuff, which is all nonsense. You know, right. they've got us believing that 
everyone hates other races when we don't. People, yeah. you know, systemic racism is I, a manufactured yes. thing. I, you know, I don't understand it in any way, shape, or form. I really don't. Right. And it's all made up. So yeah. once you see that deception, the flat earth truth, the reality of the true earth, the globe lie, all of a sudden your eyes open and you stop giving away your power. People say, well, I'm, I still, you know, it doesn't matter the shape of the earth. I still got to go to work, right. you know? And uh, that's also you giving away your power. Once mm -hmm. you see it and you say, if they tell us in movies and TV shows and, and they always tell us, right, what they're doing. And if we don't say no, we're saying yes. Okay. Right. So just by saying, I do not consent, I, and stop giving your energy into it, everything changes for you. What they don't want you to know, here's the big secret, that your thoughts create your reality and it could create it instantaneously if you didn't doubt yourself. And if there's you been a lot of study on that. Yeah. I know for sure. I've read a lot of articles on what our mind actually perceives as far as our, 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 real, our reality. Yeah. So you had a vision of the two-party podcast and an vision of owning a guitar, right? Mm -hmm. And now look at yourself, turn around, you're in Ooh, a podcast there it room is. There and you got is. a guitar, yeah. but it was a thought before it was a thing. Yep. Okay. And, and there's times in your life where you're just in tune, everything's going right. You have that thought, you know, it's going to happen and bam, it happens. There's those times where you're thinking of somebody and then bam, there they are around the corner. You haven't seen them in 10 years. Yep. Okay. That's because you're allowing all of this information. Here's the thing. Our third eye, our pineal gland is our Wi-Fi antenna for a, a good way to describe it. Yeah. And it is our connection to source energy. And now a source energy, I say it's all of the lights in the sky are literally the projectors of our lives. Right. Okay. That's why astrology is the real science. Astronomy is nonsense. So you have, I uh, forgot where I was going with that, but you have all of this information. Oh yeah, your, your pineal gland. Mm -hmm. um, they feed us fluoride and, and inject us with toxins that calcify our pineal gland and make it not work. It, they disconnect us from our true source of inspiration. They tell us that, you know, 150 years ago, there was wagon wheels and, and, and no electricity and, and stuff. There was a well-advanced civilization here 150 years ago. In the 1800s, there was a reset that, that has changed everything. I mean, but they have us believing that we're getting smarter and smarter and smarter. We're getting dumber and yes. dumber and dumber. 100%. Idiocracy is a documentary. Yeah, okay? of our lives today, this day yes. and age, yes. Yeah. I 100% agree. Our, our society, while many people claim that our society is, is improving in technology and this and that and the other, we are not getting smarter as, as a whole. Uh, our society has been dumbed down and watered down to the, to the point of non-existent brain cells in some people. Uh, it's it's really sad to see it truly like I'm like blown away when I meet somebody and and I'm just like that's the best thought that's ever come out of that dude's mouth yeah you it's, know it's, it's amazing but so here here's the thing I used to wake people up to the whole <laughs> all of the other deceptions and they'd still just go back to work because it doesn't affect them every day the knowing that the ground you're you know thinking that you're spinning you know if you look, this, if you is, this is the part I wanted to, to get at earlier is, is yeah. this part where you explain the spinning yeah. So, so the, the motions of the earth are the earth is spinning at a thousand miles an hour. That's one and a half times the speed of sound. Okay. At the equator, you're spinning faster than the speed of sound that there alone should tell you something. 
I've been okay. on carnival rides that scare the crap out of you when they start spinning like that. But they say the earth is so big <laughs> and it only goes around once a day, you know, and you can't see the hour hand on a clock move and it has to go around twice in one day. Well, that's because the clock is only a foot wide. It's, imagine a merry-go-round that's a, that's a regular size merry-go-round and it's going around once a day. You'd barely feel it moving, but you might be able to perceive it. Mm. But now expand that thing to 10 miles. Expand it to 24 miles. It's going like a mile an hour now. And you can, you, you can feel a mile an hour. Mm -hmm. Now expand it to 24,000 miles an hour. It's going to 1,000 miles an hour. And every minute, your, your angular distance from your current horizon is dropping a mile. I think you would feel that. Right. That's just the spin of the Earth. That's the slowest motion. Mm -hmm. It's orbiting around the sun at, at 66,000 miles an hour. That's a speed that you can't even comprehend. So mm -hmm. I'm not even going to explain it. Right. And we're chasing the sun at a half a million miles an hour. Again, ridiculous. And that entire system is moving sideways at over a million miles per hour. Okay. But through, again, through, through, a, through an atmosphere or an area of space, what we call space, it's supposedly doing that through this space that just is in infinite. Infinite. And it, the whole thing is expanding. And it's all just total nonsense. And once you see it, you first you wonder how the hell did I ever believe that? Then you get depressed and then you get pissed off, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I am at the center of creation. This place was intelligently designed for me, okay? right? Um, and then you can take that to the next level, you know, uh, you know, who created it? Why? You know, that those are things that I'm not even going to get into. Those are things that, that, that are right. fun to talk about. But you can prove that you are the center of creation. And, and then you get your power back. And then you realize that nobody can take it from you unless you are tricked into giving it to them. But right. they, again, they always have to tell us what they're doing. They can't put a bear trap in the woods and have it totally hidden and let, without putting up a sign saying, hey, there's a bear trap in here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sounds gotta crazy. You got to have a disclaimer. Yeah, they always, because it's karmic law, they like George Bush, horrible man, never killed anybody. He just convinced other order followers to kill other order followers. Right. Okay. And, uh, and, and, and that's on them. You know, like if I convince you to go kill somebody, that's on you. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so the, the why is amazing. So let, let me just go back to the apps. So a couple of years ago, if you Googled Flat Earth, um, you can get, see, there was hundreds of videos coming out every day and um, you could, you could uh, really find information and learn about the flat earth. But um, then they, YouTube started censoring it. And literally, if you Google flat earth, you end up at the flat earth society, as I said earlier, is complete controlled opposition. Mm -hmm. um, you land with a whole bunch of propaganda stuff, national geographic, um, you know, proving that the things are going over the curve, nonsense. Everything they do is so ridiculous that we've taken, a, taken them apart in every video. So I created an app. It's called the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. It is, dare I say, it's the greatest app you can ever have on your phone. It right. shows you um, how, the, how everything works. If you look right now, the sun is off of the hour hand because we're in daylight savings time. But when we go back into daylight savings time, which is real time, the sun gets pinned back to the hour hand. So the sun goes around, it marks the hours, the moon marks the months, right. and the stars, if I turn on the stars, the stars mark the seasons, mark you know, the, the whole year. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty, uh, it's pretty amazing with that. 
And then the, the beautiful thing is on the bottom left, there's a featured video every day. There's a new video, longer ones on the weekends, shorter ones during the week. And I tell people, take the Flat Earth app challenge. If you think Flat Earth is stupid, get the app, watch the video every day for two weeks, and then your life's going to change because you're going to know that you don't live on a globe. And then right. the other thing is in, in here, besides all these other features, we have the question mark brings us to the frequently asked questions. You know, where, where's the edge? You know, what right. about, um, what about boats over the horizon? What about boats over the horizon or why the lie? And if you click any, any of those, it brings you to a YouTube video and then a whole playlist of other videos about those topics. That ties all, into it. Yeah. Okay. All the questions that you guys have are answered in those questions. Um, there's also other, other um, Flat Earth related links and uh, interesting stuff. And then if you speak a different language, we have playlists in those languages too. Um, it does a whole bunch. And what happens is people, um, people take the challenge. They go, hey, you know, I, I heard you on the two-party podcast and uh, I think you're an idiot, but I bought your app. It's $2.99, by the way. Right. Um, I bought your stupid app and I took the challenge, but I didn't want to wait. So I hit the archive button, which is right next to the featured video. And uh, I haven't slept in two days. I hate <laughs> you. The earth is flat. Now what do I do with my life? Right. Okay. And, uh, and then they end up at the next Flat Earth Conference. By the way, anyone that's listening that's in the South Carolina area, October 24th, uh, we're having Flat Toberfest. Um, it's going to be an amazing uh, one-day conference if anyone's around. Check Very it cool. out at yeah, Flat Yeah, we, we have listeners there. I have family there as well, so we do have listeners down there. Where are you located? Are you, you're not down there. I'm, I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, but I've got family out uh, all through South. .com. Uh, check it out. You can come. I'll be there. Uh, it's a mask-free environment. So if you are a person that needs to wear a mask, don't come. <laughs> or, or just be pointed at. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't just come. Don't come. <laughs> just don't come. Just don't come. <laughs> no um, invite. Yeah, you're, you're uninvited. That's great. So, so again, the, the app is the fastest way to learn Flat Earth. Um, you know, you can spend- is, is, that, is the app something you developed yourself or have you worked with a team of people to do that? How did so that So I developed myself. I have a programmer. I'm not the programmer. I just right. tell them what I wanted to do. I, I create okay. the artwork and then they do the programming. Very I've been cool. working on it every single day for two years now. And um, it's, it's really great. Also, when you get the app, it's $2.99. It's, it's a half a beer. If you go out and right. buy someone a beer, it, it's, it's a half it's a beer. Changed. Right. And then there's, I, I will tell you, there's a pop button because they wanted to donate. Mm -hmm. Apple and Google Play will not allow donation. So I have a subscription. If right. you subscribe, the only thing you don't get, the only thing that you get is you don't get that pop-up. Okay. Right. And the pop-up only shows up once every 24 hours and you can exit out immediately. So you turn right. on the app, it pops up, you turn it off, you hit the X and you're on your way. You still get everything. I only want people to subscribe when they say, Dave, you changed my life every day. I get out of bed just so I can see what's on the app. I can't wait. Then you could you could uh, support me with ninety nine cents, right? And you know that's important to mention because you know there's a lot of apps out there that have a lot, a lot of garbage on them. And, nope. and I know I know me for one, I have a million apps on my phone, and, and I go on that phone, and you'll click an app, and it has all these ads or it has all this crap on it, and, and nope. it makes you not want to use the app. But no, with yours, there's no ads. There's right, no with ads. Yours, it's very convenient that, yeah. like you said, it's once every twenty four hours. You can exit out of that um, instantly, instantly. Right, right. So you don't have to look at it, and you can move on about your day. 
Um, and, and then, like you said, you know, these things take time, they take money and research, you know, life is short, research takes time and money. So like you said, it's important that you, you want people to engage that, that are like, well, what you said did change me. You don't want people engaging just to challenge you forever because you have enough time. You don't have enough time on this planet to really, well, right. what we call the planet, the flat earth, plane. we want to call the plane. plane. So we plane. don't have enough time on this plane to, to, uh, you know, sit there and just jerk around with people that really don't care or want to argue about stuff. If, um, if you, uh, if you come across a video like a Nat Geo video that's, that you think debunks the flat earth, just go on the app and on the web button page, there's a, uh, a, vid a debunked page. Right. That video will be on there and we'll show <laughs> you how it's so wrong. When, again, we're not just saying it's wrong, we're showing you Right, how bringing it's wrong. the facts to the table. Yes. Which in our society nowadays, nobody wants facts. Yeah. Everybody wants the media to tell them what to do and then they just do it. And Dean, by the way, you know, people are like, you just want to be special. You just want to, you know, nobody wakes up and says, hey, I want to be a flat earther because that was synonymous with moron, idiot, you know, fool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, I, I had a couple of my friends and, and I still, you know, Brad will chime in every once in a while and, and he still does it. He still posts them, you know, and, and we're in private groups on Facebook or something and people are just hounding him. And I'm like, why do you do it to yourself, Brad? Why do you do it to yourself? And he's like, it, you know, you've got to look it up. It's true. And, I, and again, I have. I just haven't gone as deep as you have. And, and I haven't gone deep enough to hear the explanations like you've explained. Yeah. There, and there, again, there's so much more. Here's the thing. I don't expect anybody that's hearing this for the first time to go, oh, my God, the earth is flat. You should be, oh, my God, there's something I got to look into. Then you'll be like, wait a minute. He never explained how the sun sets. You know, he never explained right. time zones. Well, go on the app. The answers are there. And, and they're, and you'll take, say, well, take you, action. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing. People go, well, where'd you learn that on YouTube? YouTube is a library of incredible information. Right. Lots of garbage. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. We have the good stuff. We have the explanations with visuals to explain it to you better. I mean, if I gave it to you in a, in a text message or an email, we'd be going at it for a year, what I could, you know, for months, right. what I could show you in a five minute video. Also, my YouTube channel is the initials for Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole, D-I-T-R-H. And um, my videos, like a long video for me is five minutes. I have right. all short, punk, you know, great, to the, good, point. Yeah. Good, good, to the point videos. So if you want to go there, um, it's good. I just recommend $2.99 and get the app, take the app challenge, and just one video a day is all I ask. And, yeah. then, and then it will change your life forever. Where are some other places? Um, you have the app, you have a YouTube channel, do you have a website? Do you have other places where our audience can reach you or maybe do some other research? To, to you get can go to theflatearthpodcast.com, has a bunch of information, uh, some videos there. The app is literally the best, is the best. The best. Um, okay. my, my YouTube channel, you can hit my playlist up there. Also, the Flat Earth Clock app YouTube channel. I don't really promote that, but uh, a lot of the videos that are on the app are on that channel. Okay. So again, you don't have to spend the two ninety nine. But again, if you really want to look into Flat Earth, you can't do it without the app uh, very right. well. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. You, you've taken all the tools and all the research and you put it in one place. And, and so it makes it very simple. And so, yeah, I would, I would definitely encourage our audience to, to look into the app, get the app. Um, again, like you said, $2.99, I mean, that's a deal. You know, I mean, there, there, you can waste your time with stupid free apps that make you dumber, or you can get something that actually right. gives you knowledge, right? right. Also, my, uh, my you know, YouTube is heavily censored now, Always. I'm sure, as you know. Yeah. So you, you can find my, my videos on BitChute and Library and, um, and 
you know, they're, they, they're not all there, but they're more and more are going over there. So just, you know, keep an eye out. We stay on YouTube because that's where a lot of the sleeping people are. You know, yeah. if you already are awake to Flat Earth, honestly, I'm done with you. <laughs> right. Well, and, and like I'm done I with said, you. yeah. I mean, I'm like, I you mean, get it. You get it. You know, you you're my it, friend it's now. It's time for you to do the research, right. You're, no, you're my friend now. You got it. You know, let me help you out any way I can. But I want to talk to people um, that think Flat Earth is the dumbest thing on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, that, that's, that's an important thing because, um, and, and through that communication, you're able to find people that, that maybe can bring, present questions maybe you haven't seen or heard yet and challenge you in that way so that you can then further your research. Yeah. You know, people, people will, you know, again, when you hit somebody with flat earth, you're ripping their rug out from underneath. Them. Right. You're taking the foundation. The entire reality. Yeah. And, and, and people don't like that. People don't like change you know, or honestly. change or challenge. Yep. Yeah. And so, but once you realize and you look at it and you say, okay, I'm going to start fresh and plant my feet on this earth, you know, earth is the foundation of the universe. It's the basement of the universe. Okay. And everything we see in the sky is within the earth system. It's not in the soul lure system. Right. Okay, they're taking you away from the creator. They they want your soul. This is a spiritual war that we're in. Yep, which is insane. Again, five six years ago, before I was into this, I'd be like, "Yeah, you're crazy." Yeah, that right. and that's a and that's the trick. People don't know who they are, where they are, or what war they're fighting in. And this yeah. is a war for our souls. Well, I'm gonna get off your day, but you know it's right. been great having you. I am gonna have you back because I guarantee you, I could probably have you on 20 more episodes and still pick your mind and get new information, right? If you get feedback from your people, mm -hmm. uh, compile the questions and we'll answer every single one of them. That's where I'd like to go. I'd like to go in the future with with getting getting just all the hard questions put out there, and then you can just knock them out, hit them, hit the home runs. Yeah, that'll be great. Um, uh, one more time, go ahead and, and hit us one more time with everywhere anybody can reach you. Dean, the best, the best place is uh, the Flat Earth Clock app. It's the, it's the full name is the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. Long name, horrible name, hard to remember, but there was a reason for it. If yep. you just search Google Play and uh, I, uh, the Apple App Store for Flat Earth Clock, it's the number one hit. It's by Blue Water Bay. There's a couple okay. knockoffs by some Globe shills that right. are using the same name. Horrible app, filled with apps, with okay. ads. Doesn't give you the videos. It's just a, it's just a mess. So Flat Earth Clock, it's the number one hit by Blue Water Bay. My YouTube, Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole, it's just the initials, D-I-T-R-H. Okay. And um, the Flat Earth Podcast, you can find me on any podcast platform. Um, it's, it's hosted on SoundCloud. It's on iTunes. It's on every podcast player can find it. Um, that's also fun if you're driving and you need some audio. Uh, that's, what, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's uh it's it's really great start at the beginning you go through you know we were we're because of this whole situation the world is in my co-host is in canada um we've been getting very few episodes out but there's there's plenty for you to get through and right. they're all every single one of them is relevant and if you started at the beginning that's the other challenge i give people um go uh, watch listen to five episodes and you'll be a flat earther there you go there you go well dave it's been great having you here and and again i'm gonna have you back for sure but um You've given us a lot of information, and I and I think it's it's um, when people give people information, uh, there's a there, there's two ways you can take it. You can take information in and you can throw it away, or you can yep. take information in and you can actually try to work on your intelligence by actually researching and doing more research into the information you're gathering, 
And I'm always one of those that, that I always believe knowledge is key. And I always love looking into stuff and digging deeper into stuff. And so I think you've done that for the audience. And I think you've given them lots to look into. You've definitely given me lots to look into. So I look forward to having you back. And, um, you know, I, again, I'll, I'll hopefully get this posted up. And uh, I think I'm going to have to, we talked about this, but I think I'm going to have to put video up so people can really see the visual uh, presentation you've presented. Okay. Yeah. I think I've described the, the stuff, but uh, again, you know, anybody that wants uh, any, anyone else that has a show uh, that you, you want to ha have challenge me, I love being challenged. You can reach me at info at the flat earth podcast.com. Um, you know, keep your messages short. If you send me a novel, there's a good chance <laughs> I won't be able to get to it. Um, so, you know, great talking to you, Dean. And For sure. uh, I'm looking forward to uh, another um, high level conversation. For sure. You have a great day, Dave. All right. Thanks. Later.